Hello and welcome to the very first episode of a brand new podcast called Tax Tea Break with Go Simple Tax. It's a six-part podcast series where I'll be speaking to tax and self-assessment experts who offer free time and money-saving tax tips for sole traders, private landlords, expats and others who pay UK tax via self-assessment. My name is Mark Williams and I'm your host. Hopefully you've made yourself a nice cuppa. Now each 20-minute episode will have its own subject and in this, our first episode, We'll be talking about expenses you can claim when you're self-employed and run your own sole trader business. There are about 3.2 million self-employed sole traders in the UK, and they make up about 56% of the total UK business population. They're the unsung heroes of the UK economy, and if you're listening, you're probably one of them. If so, you'll want to know whether you're claiming all of the tax expenses you're allowed to claim, especially with costs increasing so much across the board and sole trader profits under pressure. But before we learn more about allowable expenses from today's guest expert, let's find out how Go Simple Tax could benefit you if you pay tax via self-assessment. Tax returns, do they fill you with fear? Self-assessments can be, uh, well, taxing. At Go Simple Tax, our software makes it a doddle. Submit your return quickly and easily. Simple. Go Simple Tax flags potential tax savings and deductions you may be entitled to and could save you money. An inbuilt error checker ensures no mistakes are made. And with tens of thousands of returns submitted, you're in good hands. Our excellent support team is there to support you at every step of the way. Go Simple Tax, the easy solution for making tax digital. Did I mention it's free to try? Let us help you. Go Simple Tax, the simple way to tax return. It's time now to introduce our expert, Mike Parks, who is the Technical Director of Go Simple Tax. For most of Mike's 30-year career, he's worked in practice and for HMRC, so he's a deep knowledge of small business tax, including sole trader allowable expenses. Welcome, Mike. Hi. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Now, as the name suggests, allowable expenses are expenses that HMRC allows you to deduct from your profits before they work out your tax bill. Claiming them has always been important, but with prices rising across the board at the moment, if you're a sole trader, claiming all of your allowable expenses is arguably more important than ever, would you say? Absolutely, yes. Why do you think then that so many sole traders fail to claim all of their allowable expenses? Is it just lack of knowledge? They don't know everything that they can claim? Is it poor expense management? Is it a bit of both? I think it's a bit of both, to be honest with you. The key for me, I've been saying this for many, many years, at saving tax for a sole trader is record keeping. If you don't know you spend the money, you can't claim the expense on on the tax return. Now, the right expenses to claim can be a bit of a minefield. So I would always advise to, to make a note of everything you spend. Yeah. Because uh, you can always sort it out towards the end of the year whether you can actually physically claim it or not. But if you don't have a record of any expenditure, then you're never going to claim it. No. So record keeping for me is key. I suppose it's a good habit to get into is regularly recording maybe weekly or maybe even daily. So you write down your expenses so you're less likely to lose track of them and then you keep hold of your sales receipts as well. So when you are working out your expenses at the end of the month, whenever it is, then you've got the proof there if if they're not on a, especially for cash purchases where you, you're not going to have those records on a, on a credit card statement. Yeah, exactly. I mean, technology allows for record keeping to be done much easier and much more frequently now. Many, many years ago, you used to write it in a, a cathedral analysis book or a Simplex D book, and you would do that maybe weekly or monthly. But now you can do it daily, be it on a spreadsheet or an app. It's just a matter of minutes of your time, really. Yeah. So before we move on to specific allowable expenses, just to explain, to be allowable, 
an expense must be wholly and exclusively for business. You you can't claim for personal expenses. You can't claim for anything that's really personal, no, not at all. Now, there are some crossovers because some expenses can have a personal and, and uh, business nature, such as a mobile phone, for example, but essentially it's got to be wholly exclusively for the business. Okay, we're going to move on to mobile phones. So the cost of buying products, materials for sale, the things that you use to create, the things that you sell, they're all allowable expenses, aren't they? But what about payments to subcontractors and staff wages because sole traders can employ others? Yeah, absolutely. All those costs are allowable uh, expenses on the on the tax return and, and should also should always be included. It's not just the wages as either to the uh, employee. If you have an employee, it's the national insurance contributions, any pension contributions you have to make. If you have any employee benefits, the costs of those would be claimable as well. Yeah. Okay. And what about if I have commercial premises, rent, or say mortgage interest, if I'm buying those commercial premises, rates, utility bills, insurance, all these overheads, are they allowable? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Anything running with a commercial premise. So if you're you're renting a shop or a workspace, a unit for storing your goods that you're reselling, or costs related to that and associated with that will be allowable expenditure for the tax return. Right. Okay. And obviously in the UK, there's about 3 million people who run a business, start a business or run a business from their home. If I'm one of them, if I'm running a business from from a spare room or or my kitchen table at home, what allowable expenses can I claim and and how do I work out how much I can claim? Well, there's two ways you can work this out. So there is something called simplified expenses, and that is basically based on the number of hours per month that you work at home. So HMRC, for example, if you work between 25 and 50 hours a month at home, you can claim a flat rate of £10 per month, so £120 for the year. If you're working more than 101 hours a month at home, then you can claim £26 a month, so the claim goes up based on the number of hours. Alternatively, you can claim the actual costs associated to that workspace within the house. So that could be a proportion of the heat, the light, the mortgage interest, the rates, etc., just for that particular workspace. Now, it can be difficult to work out the workspace, but if it's a room in a house, it can be a dedicated room, then it will be what proportionally that happens. So if you've got six rooms in the house and one's used for business purposes, exclusively for business purposes, then you could claim one-sixth in theory for the running costs. If you don't have a dedicated room, you could do it on floor space and work out how much floor space out of the total floor space. So it can get a little bit cumbersome, can get difficult to prove as well. But again, it depends on how frequently you're working at home, how much space you've got at home for working, etc. But certainly the flat rate, you should certainly look at that anyway because it's, it's an easy calculation. Yeah, so the flat rate is easier, but if you're operating the business at home for longer hours, more days, probably claiming the actual cost is the way to go. Yeah, if, you, if you're an eBay seller, for example, and you've got a, a room full of stock, your spare bedrooms full of stock, and you're working from the dining room table, it might be better to work out the actual costs than the, the flat rate costs. It's, it, you see, you need, to, you need to take a pragmatic view about it, really. Okay, and we've already mentioned, or you've already mentioned it, but the same rule then applies as regards proportion and cost to things like mobile phones. It's a classic example. Someone starting a business would would use their own personal phone, perhaps for, for business calls. Yeah. So yeah. You, you can only charge for the business use proportion of the phone, can't you? Correct. That's very difficult these days to determine what that might be. If, if you're on the if you make a new numbers of numerous phone calls, then obviously you can look through the call log and determine how many of those calls are for business, how many for private. That's quite easy to prove. Yeah. If it's more database, then it is going to have to be more of a real, a, a, a best estimate. Mm-hmm. It's got to be an estimate you're comfortable with, and you're comfortable proving that. Trying to prove that to HMRC should be asked the question. 
not being reasonable. Yeah. Okay. As people listening might expect, business-related phone and broadband, landline phone and broadband costs, they're allowable. Stationery, leaflets, postage stamps, computer software, printer ink, all those office costs, they, they're allowable expenses. Yeah. yeah. But what what about sort of more bigger bigger purchases that you might might make if I was to buy a computer, a laptop, or say if I was a tradesperson and buying a vehicle for use in the business? How do I claim for those costs? It depends on how you're recording or declaring your income to HMRC. So if you're declaring your income expenses on what they call a cash basis, i.e. you declare what money you earn in the year and what money you spend in the year as opposed to the accruals basis or or the invoice basis, which is essentially you declare declare your income based on the value of the invoices raised, regardless of whether they've been paid or not. And invoices received, regardless of whether you pay for your invoices or not. So you've got a choice of which way, which way you do it. If you, if you go down the cash basis, and lots of people do cash basis because it's easy to understand because you physically had the money in, you physically paid the money out, which makes it easy to account for when it comes to the record keeping. You can claim the costs of these. Now they, they will just go down as business expenses for, for computers, etc. But again, if there is mixed use, you only claim the business elements of that. So if you do buy a laptop for home, but the kids use it for the homework, again, you need to make an adjustment to reflect the fact that children are using it for the homework, et cetera, you can't claim the full amount. In terms of vehicles, uh, that's we claim the uh, annual uh, capital allowances, and that can be based. If it's a motor vehicle, there are many different facets to it, but if it's essentially coming into it is a private use, also the CO2 has an impact on the amount you can claim. So, yeah, it's recording all this information down. You buy a vehicle, what's the CO2? When did I buy it? Kind of keep, keep a mileage log so you can prove the mileage that you've done, then you can claim the business element correctly uh, moving forward. Um, so, yeah, they can all be claimed. Okay. And then what about bank costs then, Mike? Loans, credit card fees and charges, all uh, are all of those allowable? Yeah, on a, on a, certainly on a dedicated business bank account, yes. Um, they, they would all be chargeable, yes. Any, any charges on business loans, uh, credit card charges on business credit cards? Etc. Etc. If you've got a dedicated business account and the bank levy any charges on those, again, those can all be claimed. A bit more difficult on a mixed use personal account if you're paying a monthly fee for the account. Aside from the costs, I would always recommend a separate business account anyway. It doesn't have to be a technical business account, but a second account for running your business through anyway is always a good idea. Keeps it nice and organised, and then when it comes time to claim your expenses, the figures are there. You don't have to wade through other figures. It makes it much easier for, for doing that. And, it, and likewise, if there was a tax investigation or HMRC were to it, it make an inquiry into your tax records, which they can do randomly and for, for no other reason than that, um, if you can supply them with a bank account that's just got all the business-related items in there, that, 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 it's a bit tidier for them as well. So advertising and other marketing costs, that's allowable. And you can claim for sort of trade magazine subscriptions and membership fees of your, your trade body or a professional organisation. What about the fees that you pay to a solicitor or an accountant? Are those allowable? Accountancy fees are are allowable, yes. Yes, and the main legal fees are also allowable as well. Yeah, good. Well, that'd be good news to a lot of uh, sole traders if who, who did give give over their bookkeeping to an accountant. Oh, absolutely. Tax absolutely, yes, yes. You'd include those costs in the, in the, in the yeah. tax returns to get tax relief on those, yes. Yeah. Okay, so a major cost for many sole traders is travel. And and obviously, fuel prices have gone through the roof in, in recent months, as we all know. So what travel-related costs can be claimed as an allowable expense? If you're using public transport, 
travelling to and from appointments, etc. That's absolutely fine. So that can include bus, train, airfares if you have to fly, particularly somewhere. Any overnight accommodation costs. Um, if you ever if you ever travel to London, obviously, over that's fine. Any food costs, subsistence costs related to overnight stays as well. Those can be claimed. Um, what you can't claim for is normal commuting. So if you're a shop owner and you travel to your shop every day, that will be very hard as commuting. So that those journeys are excluded from being able to claim. If you don't use public transport, you use your own vehicle, then obviously, we discussed earlier, you can claim the cost of fuel and capital allowances and allowances on purchasing the vehicle. Alternatively, you can claim a mileage allowance that covers those costs. And just to make the point then, so you've, you've mentioned if travel, say if you use your car to go to your normal place of work every day, that's just your commute, which is a, it's, it's a disallowable expense. Yes. But yeah. if you're a tradesperson and you're traveling to a different location regularly, then that that is an allowable expense that can be claimed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's about proving where your normal place of work is. So your normal place of work, in that instance, if you're a plumber, for example, and you go into different jobs each day, you start your job, you start your work, working day at home, and you're traveling to and from. But if you're a shopkeeper, you don't start your work until you get to your shop. Yeah, okay. And and there's two ways, again, of, of claiming this, as you've already mentioned. So you can keep, keep hold of your invoices and receipts and claim for the actual vehicle-related expenses, or you can claim a mileage flat rate, which simplifies things. What, what can you tell us more about that mileage flat rate, Mike? It's very straightforward. You claim 45p for the first 10,000 business miles in a year and 25p per mile thereafter. And that covers the, 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 the running costs and the purchase price of the vehicle instead of keeping individual records of, of expenditure. But you do have to keep a mileage log yeah. to prove that you've done these business miles. Oh, so you need to keep keep details of where, where you went, how many miles you did, what was the purpose of the journey, all Correct, that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and, yeah. and is that the same for a car and a van then, Mike? Is it the same scheme applies to both? Uh, no, if it's a van, if it's a dedicated, if it's a van, then you can claim the actual costs of a van. That would be more beneficial. That's probably more likely to be more beneficial because you can claim more allowances from a couple of allowances. It's, it's worth checking. You can do the calculations, which works out the best method. So you can choose, so you can choose as, a, as a sole trader, you can choose which method is best for you. So in the first year, you could say, well, okay, in your, this year, I think mileage allowance is going to be best for me, and that's fine. You can use, but you have to stick with that method then until you change your vehicle. When you change your vehicle, then you can reassess it, and if you want to then go back to actual costs, you can go to actual costs. And that's a general point. When we talk about claiming allowable expenses, they claim via self-assessment, uh, your, your self-assessment tax return, aren't they? So you provide summary details of your expenses within your annual tax return. Correct, yes, yes, yes. So on, on your tax return, on your tax return you, would, you would declare your gross, your gross earnings at your total amount you've earned from your business, and then you would categorise the expenses and you would pay tax on the difference. I see. And at that point, you don't have to provide proof of those expenses, although later HMRC could ask you for proof of your fuel costs, for example. Yeah, exactly. So the, 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 the giveaway is in the name. It's self-assessment. You self-assess your own tax liability. You make submission to HMRC. They then may do a random check on your circumstance, on you you personally, uh, and ask you to vouch or verify you spent X amount on fuel, for example, or X amount on purchases. Yeah. So so you're making a very good point there that it's not a good idea to sort of claim for uh, non-bona fide expenses, illegitimate expenses at all. No, absolutely not, because if you you get caught, caught, I would say, you know, HMRC will not just only ask for the tax due, they will penalise you as well, and issue penalties up to 100% of any extra tax that they find uh, on your tax return. So it can be very, very costly. Yeah, indeed. 
Okay, so we've we've covered a lot of ground, Mike, and, and it's clear that sole traders can claim for a wide range of business expenses. But which expenses aren't allowable? We've just spoken about travel expenses, and you've 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 said that obviously journeys between your home and your normal place of work aren't um, allowable expenses. What other sort of expenses are you not not allowed to claim for? What about parking and speeding fines, for example? Parking, yes. Did you have to park the vehicle? Fines, no. Speeding fines, parking fines. Okay. Any any fines are generally disallowed. People might think then that they can take clients out to a sporting event or take them out for a posh meal or or even buy themselves a nice new business suit for, for, for work. But none of, none of those expenses are allowable, are they? No, no, not at all entertaining. Definitely not allowed, regardless of how big your business is. That's a big no-no. Uh, in terms of buying a suit, no. Again, HMRC's view is you have to have clothes. Now, having said that, if you buy clothes that's got your logo workwear or logo on, so uh, a print shop would be a good example. You'd have a T-shirt, polo shirt with a print shop name on it. The cost of that is fine because that's, that's, look, that's workwear. That's not, that's, not, that's not clothing you would wear elsewhere. Okay, so it's definite. That's fine. Safety clothing, builder, steel toe cap shoes, that's fine. But general jeans, T-shirts, sweatshirts, normal clothing is definitely not allowed. Okay. And, and and what about childcare costs and gym membership? I mean, people often think, people people who aren't sole traders admittedly, but people think that you can claim for those things on the business. That's not true either, is it? No, it's not true either, no. No, no, no deductions at all for um, for, for uh, childcare costs at all, regardless, again, of who you are and what, what business you're in. Um, gym memberships, 99% of the time, are not allowable. You get a very, very rare occasion where an actor might be having to buff up for a particular role and they can prove it. They're only doing it for that particular role. That's very niche and very few and far between. You know, so for most of us, it's keeping fit and being healthy. Um, so there's no tax deductions for that, I'm afraid. Yeah. Okay. And you've already said as well, your daily sort of meal deal, you can't put that on the business. So there really is no such thing as a free lunch when you're running your own sole trader business, sadly. <laughs> not, no. no. All right, Mike, all that remains is for me to thank you uh, for being such a great guest and for sharing your knowledge. You've been brilliant. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on board. So what are the three key takeaways from this episode? Well, firstly, you can claim allowable expenses for many of the costs you pay to run your sole trader business. Secondly, claiming them reduces your taxable profits, which lowers your tax bill, so it can save you a lot of money. Finally, not all costs are allowable, despite what you may have heard. You can't buy yourself a new suit, pay your gym fees, or get lunch every day on the business. Hopefully this episode has given you a greater understanding, but you can also head over to the Go Simple Tax website, which is gosimpletax.com, for more free guidance on allowable expenses and many other tax-related topics. Our next episode will be packed with free advice for expats who want to save time and money when managing UK tax. If you're an expat Brit who pays UK tax, you really don't want to miss it. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and that you've learned lots of useful things. Please tell others about the podcast and follow us and like and share our social media posts because we really do want to help as many sole traders, private landlords and expats as possible. Thanks for listening. Until next time.